1: It's not too late for Zeke to fumble again. Welcome to a varsity edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host, Eagles fan Daniel Hardigan. and it's Giants Week, baby. Bring on the Giants for NFC East Supremacy. With us, as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, how did you feel about the officiating in that Chiefs-Bills game?
0: Well, I, I think we might have a letter in the mailbag about it, but I will just oh my God. I'll just prime the audience by saying not good. Uh and of course,
1: as always, we have Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson in the house. Jamel, Riverboat Ron went for two to win the game. Right, call?
2: Um Yeah. Sure. I, I um, I wasn't prepared for you to ask me the most important and obvious question because I had blocked it out of my life.
1: Any items do you guys want to get to before we start the show this week?
0: It brings me no joy that I was completely right about my Giants pick. Ugh. And I do think it's interesting that, you know, now that Andy Dalton officially sucks, this thing really could be, one, by a five and 11 team. So who's taking up the mantle? I, both of you guys look like you're defeated. You both could be in the fucking playoffs by this time. In it's December. the Eagles.
2: It's the Eagles. Clearly. Uh, Is it? there will be one. Definitely. The Eagles are the best team now.
0: Uh,
2: it's definitely. the Eagles. And
1: no one wants to come into the link to play a five, 10 and one Eagles team. Who's just, who are they confused to why they're even there. They don't understand why they're still playing football. The fans are running onto the field. It's just going to be sheer chaos. No one understands. A twelve and four Bears team is going to have to travel to (laughs) Philadelphia to go Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, and really just have one of the all-time storylines. Matt Nagy is going to keep his team in the in the locker room at halftime because he's scared to go back out on the field because they're getting pelted with batteries.
0: That would kill some demons in Philly if Carson Wentz finally upstages nick Foles in the playoffs
1: has not happened yet in any capacity <laughs> i can't understand? believe
2: you just, that's the foreshadowing i like this show you know what last week kind of made me feel like is this what it's like to be a medium or like a psychic where like you can tell something's going to happen but you can't see the ending like i knew that the redskins we all knew the redskins game was going to be and i'm saying redskins because i'm upset make sure you bleep this a few times dan <laughs> Just like it was going to be close, who saw us going for two? So dumb. What's the point of benching Haskins if you're going to go for two there? If you don't care about winning,
0: I think that's a show that you do care about winning. I think I think you, they care. You got you, Riverboat Ron wanted to teach you guys how to win the Carolina way.
1: Danny, let's start the show. What did you hate about watching football this week?
0: Uh, we actually we're touching on it a little bit here because what I hated about football this week was the advice industry. Mm. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's given out advice and there some people are even charging for it. This week I had a bunch of tough fantasy choices to make on top of some very competitive matchups for our game picks. So for the first time this season, I decided this week I'm going to dig deep into the football advice zone. I listened to all four episodes of the Matt Berry Field Yates Fantasy Podcast. I read all the Stardom Sidim blogs, even the shitty ass CBS Sports one. I started asking knowledgeable friends, including one Dan Hardigan, who unequivocally recommended that I start Juju Smith Schuster over Philip Lindsay in a very important game in my flex. And the result of all of this information and advice hoarding and using was a resounding loss that plummeted me into seventh place, teetering on the edge of the playoffs. Now, look, it's a long season, and Camaro was on a bye, but what I learned is this. No one knows anything. We sure don't. I'm just throwing out bullshit. I barely do any research before this show. Jamel's picks are terrible.
2: Dan's advice on (laughs) Juju...
0: It's but some of them are, but you're still you know, you're giving them to the people. People take you seriously. And okay. that is my point here. <laughs> Dan is trying to talk about who should who's gonna win next week or who you should start. His advice on juju is still pissing me off, just talking about it. And we're giving money and fame in some cases to these sports pundits whose only credentials are that they have an opinion. And that they've been right before a few times, which is pretty easy to do when you're on TV giving your opinion every single week, 12 times a week at least. And this isn't just about football, by the way. Every type of advice. Dating advice? Fucking Dr. Drew loves Trump, so he doesn't know shit. Investment advice? They told us all to buy Tesla. Then we all watched it tank when Elon Musk said, ayahuasca cures COVID. No one knows what they're doing. Don't believe anyone. It's all a crapshoot and we're all alone at the mercy of an indifferent God. So, does anyone want to trade for Juju Smith Schuster right now? Because that is really uh, what this is about.
1: <laughs> While Danny. I completely agree with Danny's take of no one knows anything, I will defend my advice shortly. This is what I said I said, Philip Lindsay is on a team that's not going to score a touchdown in that game. They didn't. They won on six field goals. I said Pittsburgh is going to score multiple touchdowns, thus giving Juju a chance to actually score. I know he didn't find the end zone.
0: I'm playing or the even odds even the here. ball in many cases. <laughs> At so, least you yeah, got a I'm running going... back who's got the. ball. It was fine because I listen to you. Ultimately, it's on me. But my it point is. in saying all of this is just there is a, the people are getting fucking rich. Off of us going to them for advice, they don't know shit. If you're listening to this podcast to get advice, to get ideas, to solidify your your thought process on a game pick or a bet you want to make, don't. We don't know what we're talking about. No one Jeez. does.
2: Damn dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. How you going outsider trade on us? That's outsider trading. Jamal, what advice did you did you give yourself? For, uh, for
1: watching football this week about what you hated.
2: What I actually hated about football this week is the Buffalo Wild Wings monopoly on wing advertisement. Uh, I've eaten so many chicken wings in my life. I love them so much. I find myself uh, seven months into quarantine finding un- uninspired by my wing options. And I'm sick of seeing this fucking B Dubs ad. I actually hate B Dubs, but I don't know why. I guess it's just because the wings are tiny sometimes. I'm a I'm a size queen when it comes to my wings, you know. And I just like even like Wingstop is a national chain. They don't even have any ads during a football game. They're in bed with the Lakers and stuff. Like somebody needs to step up. I, is it B Dubs monopolizing the wing market? Or are these other wing places not seizing their opportunity? I mean, at least locally. Come on, man. Do any of you guys know where to get wings in L.A.? Well, yes, we do.
1: The problem is they're all at some of those, you know, dive tavern type places that we don't go to anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, Jamal, you know where to get good wings. Hey, and you know what? If you're listening and you know a great wing spot in the greater Los Angeles area, please let us know because Jamel's hurting.
2: Yeah, and I ordered some wings from a spot. You know, DoorDash will let you order from anywhere. They'll let you order wings from fucking Disneyland and bring a, and bring them to the city. And I got the wings from this spot, and they were some pretty good wings. But then DoorDash was just like, like I. so I walked to someone's house who was a mile from mine and got high, And forgot that I wasn't at my place and just opened DoorDash and hit, you know, the bring them to me button and forgot that I wasn't at my address. I realized this as soon as I hit send and I had to talk to nine different people to get them to come closer, a mile closer to the restaurant. And then the lady with the wings, she wouldn't give me my wings until she called DoorDash on her phone. I'm trying to text DoorDash from my phone. I'm staring at my wings for 10 whole minutes in a car. At least it was only one person in the car, but it wasn't who they said it was. The name was Calvin. It was a woman who English was her second language, not typical for a Calvin.
0: This is a this doesn't feel as much like the NFL's problem. But I think you do you raise a greater point, I think, which is how what is the process behind becoming the official partner of the NFL in your field? What why is there not transparency in Thank that you. world? We're back Thank to you. Pizza Hut now too, pizza wise. Pizza Hut's been dog shit for 25 years. Since I was a kid. And that shit. I, where's Little Caesars? Why can't we hear from Little Caesars while we're watching football games? Yeah. They have kept they have up their standard of quality for yes. decades. And you, everybody else has gone downhill. So why is why the NFL partnering with dog shit when they've got the filet mignon of shitty pizza? <laughs> like, let's, who do you have to call? Who's the guy at the NFL who makes that shit happen?
2: Yeah, I'm here spending money, and I want to give my money to my guys. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Quickly, Jamal, who
1: has the best wings of the shitty pizza places, in your opinion?
2: Um, They all offer them. Ooh, unfortunately, I might have to say Pizza Hut here, guys. But that,
0: and you're right, but that's only because they're partnered with Wingstop. Pizza Hut and Wingstop are...
2: Oh, they got a thing? One oh, entity.
0: Thing.
2: Yeah. So they leveled their own shit up. But Domino's was giving them a run. Domino's hot sauce is super hot if you're one of those heat freaks.
0: But their breading is soggy.
2: Yeah. I can't I mean, have that. They're like oven guys. It's weird. I remember one time my cousin got some wings from Domino's. I was uh, I was in like eighth grade and I was at, at like uh, the ba- like district district like the band, uh, the tryouts for like all district band one night. And there was a Domino's next to this middle school. And I guess he got these wings and they were too hot. And I just like, I'm waiting to play bass clarinet. And I see this fool running through the middle school trying to like get some water. Like afterwards I figured out what was going on, but I just saw him running through the school and I'm trying to like pretend I know how to play bass clarinet. Anyway, continue. (laughs) what did i hate this week
1: oh my god i I hated a lot but what i hated about the nfl this week were those comic book drawings that fox continues to use when someone scores a touchdown or when they're previewing the next matchup we first saw them pop up at last year's super bowl during the niners chiefs game when mahomes ran for the first touchdown and then we had a cartoon mahomes since that point, they have been just jacking these guys up. I don't know if you noticed Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. They looked like G.I. Joes on steroids, <laughs> bursting through their pads, fucking veins, biceps bulging. They look like Bane in the George Clooney Batman. That's really kind of the zone that they're in. And I, you know what? I could even forgive that for a moment. And then we got to Monday night. And they do Andy Dalton. And if you think you're exaggerating on those other two quarterbacks, Andy Dalton somehow looked 10 times more jacked than those guys. Like they were trying to make up for the fact that they had a bad quarterback on Monday Night Football, and they forced us to look at this. It's almost like when you see those, those Trump caricatures, and he's on like the front of a tank yes. with an eagle on his shoulder and a flag, and he looks much younger and very in shape, and Andy Dalton, no flaws. He just looked com- incredible.
0: And- I once uh, just to, just to jump in on that because one time I went to a mall in Lincoln, Nebraska, and there was a kiosk that was just nothing but buff Trump merchandise. Everything. It was just like that was the store. Was if you've got a hard on for Trump's body, come Ew. here to Lincoln, Nebraska, come to the whatever-the-fuck mall. My wife would know the name of it. She's from there. But embarrassing stuff. Embarrassing, borderline homosexual, which is not a problem here. It's a problem there.
1: So the, the boardwalk caricatures I do have a problem with. But then not every guy gets a cartoon. If some random fullback scores, they just put a team logo up or like a Twitter egg or like a question mark with a fucking silhouette. Who's in charge of this? Either we all get cartoons or nobody gets cartoons. I think we deserve cartoons.
0: Well, what are you, you're going to, you're, you're hiring an animator to draw fucking Patrick Ricard or something on the, no, on the f- off hire, chance an he catches a flat pass. I'm
1: hiring an animator to draw Danny Solomon and Jamel Johnson yucking it up over a zoom call.
2: That's I like what that. I want to hire. This, this could be fun. Actually. I'm gonna as long as it's not the fucking cgi dude i don't like the cgi one i I
0: do yeah. want to see ripped to fuck jamel johnson like just the biggest fucking like looking like debo from friday
1: yeah and he's lazy for some reason like a traditional recording booth and there's just like <laughs> gears and gadgets grinding yeah, yeah, all yeah. over the yeah.
2: place i'm dr octopus but it's all uh xlr cables yeah
1: Sounds bad. Uh, Jamel, and on the CGI guys, I kind of like them. I saw Michael Irving or Michael Irvin on a horse outside of an old saloon the other night. That was pretty fun. At least they get creative with that. I know it's PlayStation 2 graphics, but I'll tell you.
2: That's fine. They just have those graphics laying around for free. They might as well. I
0: love that Jamel's because this is obviously a Disney Marvel, now they bought Fox kind of situation. So they're trying to do the whole comic book hero thing. I love the idea of Jamel getting Marvel-fied, but his superpower is he just does a lot of podcasts.
2: Yeah. I could could podcast about any crime.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Women's basketball, EuroLeague soccer, the big four in America. What else is out there? Rugby? I've seen a few rugby matches. You should get into that. It's not bad.
2: I would at least be able to talk about the shirts. I could do an hour on rugby shirts easy.
1: Speaking of, you know, Jamel Johnson, podcast hero, he would naturally have an arch nemesis or a rival. And we were talking about before the show, NFL rivalries that nobody seems to be talking about these days. Um, You know, they're all over the place. It could be a cornerback wide receiver matchup, a mascot versus city, what have you. But um, Danny, I don't know if you want to, to, to present to us. A, an NFL rivalry that nobody seems to be talking about.
0: I think you know that I do, and yeah, you know there was this felt like a rivalry week. They were trying to hype up like Brady versus Rogers, the Mahomes Josh Allen throw off, Trump versus Biden in the last debate. Uh, you know, it was a big. They were they were trying to do the superhero thing where it's these these clash these clashes of titans. So I have a low key one that, yes, I don't believe anyone else knows about, Collinsworth versus Aikman. Oh. Now, in the world of NFL commentators accidentally making sexual innuendos, I have noticed that these two are the Brady and Rogers right now of that subgenre. Those two guys are the ones who accidentally say sexual shit while calling the games the most. They make football sound like fucking so effortlessly that most people don't even notice, but I have a sharp ear for these things. So I wrote a few of them down over the last few weeks. All right, here's I'll go back and forth. All right. So Collinsworth quote, that was just man on man. Love it. Troy Aikman. They've been having a great time doing it on the ground. All right. (laughs) Here's Collinsworth. Whether or not he got his hand on it, that was a big one. (laughs) All right. now Now Aikman, spread him out wide, and you can have anything you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back to Collinsworth. If he kept it up, that would have caused an explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, an explosion. Troy Aikman. He was able to step right in and keep that train going. And I do have a bonus Aikman from last night. Mm. He's he's previewing the next week's game. He said they're going to have their hands full with the red rifle. So I feel like you got to give the tilt to Aikman
1: same with that but explosion the explosion that's a good remark. one too
0: you know those two guys all i'm saying is it's a rivalry it's out there i want to make people aware of it when you're listening to one of those two guys call the game just you know keep those fucking keep those earbuds open you got to open up that your mind to that kind of audio coming through because those guys are giving it every single week
1: yeah it's like Listening to President Trump uh, dog whistle white supremacists, how many can he get away with while giving a nationally televised speech?
0: It feels like it's a game. It's like in Super Troopers where they do the meow game. You know, these guys, they both know they're doing it. Oh, man,
2: that's great.
1: Yeah, at some point, they're just going to have a dick slip and just kind of
2: really let one go. I mean, you know, football is the gayest and horniest sport, so.
0: It's true, and you know those guys. I feel like, you know, they they see football in the same way that Nebraskans see Donald Trump. It's just what the power of it. It's not what it really is. It's what it's the horny version of it that they have in their mind's eye.
1: You know, we were definitely aware of this too. And uh, at Chapman, our defense used to break on forced penetration. Mm-hmm. It would be one, two, three forced penetration that's how the entire defense break 60 people whose idea uh, was
0: that was that the coach i'd call chapman to see if that dude still works there sure. he does not
2: i follow him on instagram <laughs> smart you definitely want to be in front of any flim flam coming from that account
1: yeah no doubt he he was the guy who um when when we were there on the recruiting trip got taken into the locker room it's just him and like a few other like high school kids and he looks around, hikes his leg up on one of the benches and says, okay, what do you guys really want to know?
2: <laughs> you know the Ew. other coaches
1: were gone, just us and Coach Fred. And I think everybody was like, nothing? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think we saw. We're 17. We have no
2: yeah There's understanding or garage. concept
1: of Got what it. you're insinuating here. What do you? I don't know. It was he
0: just wanted to tell you secrets to
2: fingering. <laughs> uh... Uh, That book exists.
1: Yeah, it does. Look, guys, I don't care what you do out there off the field. I'm going to protect
2: you. I got your backs. (laughs) It's on the Lake Havasu bestseller list.
0: (laughs) Just jam two fingers inside as hard as you can. Women love it.
2: Oh, my God. Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, Sorry, Coach. Sorry to bring into this. Uh, (laughs) Jamel, (laughs) what's an NFL rivalry uh, nobody's talking about?
2: Uh first, Danny, thank you for reminding me I need to cut my fingernails. Next. <laughs> Very important uh, to women. <laughs> uh my robbery connected to yours, but a little different, more um generational. This goes back decades, like fucking uh Michigan versus fucking Minnesota. Some, you know what I'm saying? Like decades and decades, these two sides have been at odds the commentators versus the production crew. Mm. I think we we don't really need to get too deep. You'll never hear all the stories of on-air talent being assholes to the camera guys. But I think we know, we, we're in the biz. You know how it is. Sometimes these talent guys, they get a little needy. They get a little ag- aggressive, and it can turn into a problem in, in, in the workplace. But lately, I've been seeing the production teams going for theirs. And I think it's intentional. I think what these NFL production teams are trying to do is uh, confuse and make uncomfortable these old white announcers. Last night in the Chiefs game, they came back from break. And if you come back from break, usually the order of events is we play the music then joe buck speaks there was no music joe buck started talking the tv crew cut him off mid-sentence and then went to like 25 seconds of the eurythmics over like raindrops joe buck didn't know what the fuck to do he was just like uh okay and then you know you could tell that shit was fucked up and then like i don't know if cbs does this that much but like between ESPN and NBC and Fox, they're playing so much new hip-hop. Like, Al Michaels, like, they'll play, like, YBN Cordae, and then Al Michaels is just, like, scared. And then Chris Michaels, <laughs> and then Chris Collinsworth has to say some bullshit, like, oh, boy, that, that was a song there, huh? <laughs> that 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 really gets some hype in the locker room. And then he, they nobody knows how to handle it, and I believe it's on purpose. I believe the production team is going for theirs, and they don't care about these guys' careers. Rivalry. Sometimes I'll play some ZZ Top. I think sometimes people get yelled at, and then they'll play ZZ Top once. That's
0: Yeah, that's Collinsworth being like, hey guys, fucking give, give us something here that we've heard of. It's, where's the Doobie Brothers? I don't even know what fucking Al Michaels likes to listen to. I feel like it's just... Whale sounds,
2: yeah, phonographs of other dudes talking. He's listening to like presidential speeches from the twenties, dog, early podcasts.
1: Also, well, while Joe Buck is up, I don't know if you saw his week. He went from World Series game. He was all over the country making sure his ass was announcing a game for you, and. They, so he's bouncing around. He's doing the World Series. I think it's taking place in Texas. They're doing like a little bubble baseball playoffs. And then they make him go to Tampa for the Sunday afternoon game. Instead of doing the Game 7 Dodgers-Braves game, they did an imposter Joe Buck. <laughs> Some dude doing it, a Buck impression yeah. wasn't actually Joe Buck because he had just done a meaningless Week 6 Packers-Bucks game. Flew his ass back to Buffalo for Monday night. And then tonight he's back on doing the World Series. The guy has, is nonstop. I think he's done seven days in a row of, of baseball, football alternating. And his head's got to be spinning. So, Jamel, when they throw him a curveball with uh, the arrhythmics, <laughs> he probably is getting flustered. And fucking he, doesn't know what fucking,
0: he doesn't know what state he's in.
1: Um, all right, mine is it's a real rivalry, it is as heavyweight as it gets. Um, it's Andy Reid versus Bill Belichick. We have two of the greatest coaches of all time that are still active in this game. I know they've just played a few weeks back, Reid got the win, but. Belichick has won all of the important head-to-head matchups. He's beat Reed in the Super Bowl. He's beat him in the AFC Championship game. But now Andy Reed is starting to kind of curry all the favor that Bill Belichick has had for the last 20 years where everybody's sucking Belichick's dick and saying he's the greatest coach of all time. Feels a little bit like Reed has most of the spotlight. And I think Bill Belichick's ass is getting a little chapped. Uh, here's some of the head-to-head stats we have. Belichick's making 12 million a year. Reed's making 8 million a year. Bill has 307 total wins. Reed has 228 wins. Belichick is just hanging on because he can sense Andy Reid's dominance for the next 10 years. He is going to threaten this all-time record that Bill is struggling to keep. They can't beat the Broncos right now. Belichick six and three all-time head-to-head. Uh, Andy Reid was 0-3 against him with the Eagles. He's 3-3 with the Chiefs. It's funny that they're kind of the new school Bill Walsh versus Bill Parcells. Uh, Bill Walsh, obviously, is the Andy Reid. He actually comes from his coaching tree. Same with Bill Parcells. Andy Reid's coaching tree is a million times better than Bill Belichick's. You can get into overall records, but all you need to know is Reid's guys have won two Super Bowls. Belichick's have won zero uh i think these guys like genuinely there's like a weird begrudging respect but they just have different lifestyles andy Reid is like from los filas and he's just it seems like his players love him and he dresses like santa and fucking goofs off then belichick is zero fun sir
0: could you imagine ever bill belichick dressing like santa claus it would ruin santa claus yeah that's over.
2: Exactly. Really see it. But is this why he's doing the subway ads? Fuck all them facts. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Belichick feels it. He feels the the winds of
1: change in the air, and now he's grasping. He's like, maybe we'll get Cam Newton. Maybe I'll do a subway ad. And he he senses Andy Reid is now on the top of
2: the mountain, and it's not his anymore. And it fucking hurts, doesn't it, Bill? If Andy Reid coaches for ten more years off cheeseburgers, off Guy Fieri cheeseburgers, that man is the guy. So I'm saying, man, guy's been to three
1: already. He's one one. You, you got to think he's going to get a couple more. I don't know if he'll ever get to six, but he's going to get a few more. Did he get lap band surgery? I don't know.
0: Something See, happened where it, his weight got redistributed in some way, like John Goodman, where it like it's still kind of there, but it's lower and it's easier to hide.
1: Yeah, because it does. He definitely, unless he's just lying to us to keep up a persona it seems like he's still
2: yeah it's like gabriel eating hamburgers every meal yeah nah, he's like Gabriel. he's just pretending to be fat for the for the for the tabloids because the guys love it the guys in the locker room just love it yeah yeah he's wearing clown pants bro
1: <laughs> anyhow i know that is something that we kind of talked about in the lead up to that matchup but i think we got to recognize how good it is while we have it coaches suck There's not a lot of good ones. I think Tomlin is one of the other good ones. Uh, There's probably like three other good coaches in the league, and then there's just a bunch of bullshit. And you have two all-time greats still doing it. And uh, I just wanted to shout out Reed and begrudgingly say, uh, yeah, Belichick, you were good for 20 years, but you suck now. Congrats,
0: bro. Hey, the wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. That's the copy. I would never say that. The NFL (laughs) is in full swing. The NBA finals are here and the NLB playoffs are totally happening. And you might now be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline. Your sports online book experts. There's a lot of
2: typos in this. Yeah, we got... (laughs) Yeah, we gotta start. We gotta run them through the little hooked on phonics next time, man. Let's get into Yo. the week seven schedule. First, let's go over the win
1: totals through the first six weeks. I caught Danny this past week. Made a f- pushed a few right buttons. He and I are tied at the top at sixty and thirty-one. Jamel's behind us at fifty-seven and thirty-four. Um, guys, these game picks. The margin of, of of error, there's not a lot in there. We gotta get these things right, Jamel. You're a professional sports analyst. You're a journalist, bro.
2: I'm working on it. Put a tie on. I'm working on it. I got my press credentials. I'm working on it.
1: Um and we still need to figure out what it is that's actually at stake. I think through halfway through the season, at the week eight mark, we will let you, the audience, know. What exactly we're playing for, so we can raise these stakes a little bit. I know we've loser. Without... Loser has to buy jeans. Loser has to buy new jeans for himself. Nobody wears jeans anymore. We're all stuck inside. It's a bad gift. Okay. <laughs> we got to do something. You're right, though. All right. Thursday, five o'clock. Giants at Eagles. We have to watch this game every year. It's always bad. And it's always scary for yours truly.
2: This is a one sentence game. I didn't see the even. Is this? Does this say one sentence game? I mean, well, this is for first, this is for first place. So I'm
0: pretty sure too that it's illegal in our bylaws to have one of our teams be involved in a non, in a one sentence game, regardless of how bad they are, which the both teams qualify.
2: Yeah, some terrible, terrible football. I'm saying Eagles. Gotta go, Eagles here. Um, you know, I know moral victories
1: don't totally exist, but if, if you could call it one, the last two weeks against the Steelers and the Ravens, we really hung around with two of those teams who are two of the best teams in the NFL. And now we get to start playing the shit division that we get to play. Like we've played a bunch of good teams. Now we get to deal with some of the bullshit. I think the Eagles can go on a little bit of run. And who in the NFC is even actually that scary? If the Eagles can find themselves in the playoffs, no, am I worried no. about Tom? Stop, or I mean, stop. Green Bay,
2: Tampa stop. Bay. Stop. stop, Dan, stop. Not worried about either Bay. Stop, stop. I'm stopping you. You guys are going to win this game. Don't do that anymore. Please don't do that. Uh, hey, I'm hyped. Can't believe you guys if are going to There's a, a home real game.
1: scenario to get this team into the playoffs.
2: You guys are gonna get play. a home game with fans. That's trash. But yeah. Who cares?
1: Play some stationary ass statue quarterback. We can beat any of those dudes.
0: There there is one wrench in your Eagles make the playoffs plan, and that is the Cowboys getting Jameis Winston, which I hope they do.
1: Why would the Saints possibly trade away a guy that they're way, they're grooming to take over for Drew Brees?
0: They got Taysom. Taysom's the guy they're grooming. He looks not like Drew ever gonna is be a the guy. Bit. I just did, you know, should be the guy you've got options in Dallas to bring things back. You guys have the same old Carson Wentz. Now that's good enough to beat the giants. I am picking the Eagles in this game. Okay. It's good enough to beat the giants. You get Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson back. I feel like that's actually a downgrade, but regardless, it's
2: <laughs> what your
0: team is. And that team as presently constituted is an, is an eight and eight or eight and seven and one in this case kind of team. And Love that'll it. make the playoffs for sure in the NFC's unless Six, nine and
2: one could happen. They're...
0: And that, that will be a stain on the league. If that becomes the, uh, the final record. I don't
1: remember don't know if winning. you guys remember a few years back, the seven and nine Seahawks made the playoffs and beat the saints in that Marshawn Lynch run that caused an earthquake in Seattle. That was a seven and nine Seahawks team. And we got a, Really fun playoff game out of that. Teams can get hot.
2: You can't can't just mention that one other team did it. That's not enough, Dan.
0: Also, they didn't have a tie. So there's that. I mean, that tie really ruined your season. Even if you make it to the playoffs, that tie is still disgusting. Uh, But yes, the Eagles will win. I think I've exhausted my faith in the Giants, even though their defense did play well.
1: Against whomst?
0: And that's that's the problem.
1: Okay. Uh, We all like the Eagles there. Sunday, 10 a.m. games. Hey, let's just do it. Game of the week. Steelers at Titans. Two undefeated AFC teams. Um, Titans, I will say, got a little bit lucky with their win, but that's what good teams do. They find a way to win.
2: Vrabel getting cagey.
1: Vrabel had a great quote. He said, Nobody wants to hear how bad the pregnancy was. Or the delivery. They just want to see the baby.
2: He right? Show me the baby. He, <laughs> the c- Titans he took have a put 12 up... men on the field. He fabricated a 12 men on the field penalty.
1: That was very smart. I used to do that shit on Madden, too, because the game, some of the versions would actually stop the clock appropriately. Other ones would let it run, and it was a little bit frustrating. But that is the rule, and he took advantage of it. That was smart.
0: It's one thing to... Have a you know the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, you know getting them wins, doing the play action thing, and and playing against other AFC South teams where they were dominant last year. It's one thing to do that. It's another thing to beat a real team, as they proved they could not do in the playoffs last year. And the Steelers are a real team.
2: Look, they they
0: had one, they had one. Great game against the Ravens. That was more an unmasking of Lamar Jackson, which we've seen this season as well. The guy hasn't been able to throw deep. Once you know what the opponent's tell is, I don't. I'm, I'm sure we've all watched rounders. Once you know what that tell is, you just hit them. You hit them with it.
2: Needed a and rounders be, reference.
0: They knew if you just contain. Lamar's running the running game in general and you just make the guy throw like a regular quarterback he's out then they got to a team that had some real shit going on they had some depth they had some you know different ways to win over I don't buy the Titans especially not against the
2: Steelers I'm wow. riding my Titans to the top Titans okay. um, I am a bit
1: surprised Derek Henry's name didn't come up at all so far that 94 yard run was incredible. He dominated overtime. Um, the Titans, I was down on them coming into the season. I thought they couldn't possibly recapture any of the magic that they had in that run last year, and they've just kept winning. They've impressed the shit out of me. As on the other side, the Steelers took care of business. Uh, you guys both picked the Browns. Not sure why you would ever do that. Um,
2: just wanted to but, see something uh, new as happen. As Coach Tomlin this said one- after
1: the game, we play varsity. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing in Cleveland, but this is varsity ball. And here's, here's the problem with what happened to the Steelers. Devin Bush is out for the season, and he was the heart and soul of that defense. He's calling plays. He's, ma- he's flying around, making every tackle. They have other good players, but that is an underrated loss that I'm curious to see how it's going to show up against a team that runs the ball as well as the Titans do. Um, that being said, I'm still picking the Steelers. There's not a lot of holes on that team. Um, except for
0: Juju the fucking black hole of targets gets uh, Juju's great you know
1: they have a lot of options there so he's gonna have a big breakout game you know I'm sorry it wasn't last week for you but
0: let's do (laughs) a trade if you believe that
1: he's going to he's too good to not but uh you know that's what the Steelers do they just draft receivers and make them superstars it's crazy um so I'm picking the Steelers there and I think Jamel's got the Titans Yeah, Teen Titans until further notice. All right, next up, we got Cowboys at team. Andy Dalton, Kyle Allen, it's the NFL on Fox. (laughs) This
2: is a half-sentence game.
1: Jamel, honestly, losing last week was probably the move. If you want to tank for Trevor Lawrence, you have to stay in the running. It's a good
2: tank. Do I believe in Trevor Lawrence? I guess. I don't, it's not, anyone we pick is going to end up ass. The the organization is cursed and doomed. Uh, Haskins still not with the team. What's going on there? Can anyone explain to me why he's not with the team? That's some illness, man.
0: He's on IR for a hurt butt.
2: (laughs) That's like nuts to me that that's even a thing that's going on. He got benched. And you suck. It's like he he's acting as if he got benched for being good and winning games.
0: That's the thing that I actually have faith in. You know, you do have a coach. Ron Rivera is a real coach. He's good. He's going to he's going to get the culture where it needs to be. I know that's kind of a vague term, I guess, that people use. But it just feels like once you have a guy who people understand has experienced winning before, they tend to believe that guy. And he didn't have a quarterback. No, none of Ron Rivera's choices for quarterback are sitting in the Washington football team locker room. So you got to you got to give him a year to do the thing that he has to do, which is bomb the season in order to do the thing he wants to do, which is get a quarterback and let's get this thing going.
1: How do you catch the Jets, though, for that number one seed? It's going to be tough. Yeah, the Jets, the Jets have
0: commanding. a quarterback. They've got a quarterback who's good. I mean, he's not so, – he, they could no. trade Darnold and then take Darnold if, if Rivera likes him. You know, there's options. You guys got options. but Darnold's I mean, not good, game.
1: number one. Number two, they would pick Trevor Lawrence in instant. Number three, that Cowboys Monday night game was a religious experience for me personally.
2: Good. Where Where is this game? Is it in Dallas? This game's in Washington Damn D. Then we definitely C. losing. Then, we, then we're definitely losing. You nice. guys got Maryland. You have a crowd. No, yet? no, yes. we don't have a crowd. But that's not why we're losing. We're not losing. We're losing because the Cowboys will never win at home again. Because the that's fucking true. Lady
0: Hogs aren't in the in the front row. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They're all out with mono right now.
1: Uh, Zeke telling the entire Monday night staff that he's not fumbling again all season. And then fumbling twice in the first half was just back to
2: back is nuts. I mean, it's a beautiful he... thing. So it's just, it just makes you me feel less certain about what's going to happen next. Like, is he just going to fold mentally completely or do you get right against the team? Like you always do. It's, it's hard to
1: say there's already leaks coming out. Play. The Cowboys are complaining about their coaching staff. They're starting yeah. to point fingers. That thing is fully falling apart. It, could fully fall apart. I'm picking the team in this game wow. for those very reasons. I'm not sure Ezekiel looks at Andy Dalton and feels inspired or like he wants to try as hard as he possibly can.
2: I mean, and then uh, Dalton had some dudes drop some balls.
1: Yeah. Nothing went right. It's not like Andy Dalton was a total dud. He threw a tu- couple touchdowns and balls that were dropped. He was bad, but he wasn't all time bad. He wasn't Flacco bad.
0: Yeah. This is clearly, this is a very tough game actually to call it's a real disarray off who is in worse shape uh i think you're right totally about the cowboys like watching dak get carted off sobbing it's uh you know it was it was a spirit killer especially for a guy like zeke who needs all that to get pumped up but the defense come back healthy you got Van Der Esch back
2: he uh, looked like a he he made some plays stuff he, happened the, the cardinals him. the cardinals were a little off early and then like, was all like that went out the
0: 25. Window. I mean, Kyler stank basically without that one 80-yard bomb to Christian Kirk.
2: Yeah, but then they were like, "All right, let's stop playing." And then he just started scampering. Oh, guy, I, just I love Calder. when he scampers. He does he's have like, a he's cool little scamper. He's like scrappy doo he's, uh, uh.
0: but I think I got to go with the Cowboys. And we got you know, we got to break this tie between us anyway, Hardigan, but really? I really do think that the team wants to lose. And they should strategically. I don't think the Cowboys have any strategic goals to lose because Jerry is too insane to let that happen. He'll look bad.
2: I so. um based on having to pick the team last week, I am going to double down just because I gotta be able to sleep at night, man. There's just certain things I can't do. And if both teams are totally ass. I got to say we have a chance
1: because it's just, it just takes one thing. You know how a football game goes like one linebacker makes a big hit. And then all of a sudden the Washington defense is like, Oh, we're flying around. We're like hooting and hollering after every play. We feel like they can't move the ball on us. Like they can accidentally get pumped up and win the game, which is what I'm counting on. That's for
2: sure. Okay. Let's move on.
1: Bill's at jets. It's a one sentence game. Any game featuring the Jets is a one sentence game for life. Um, The only intrigue in this game for me is can the Jets get shut out in back to back weeks?
0: Most certainly, but I actually felt like the bills defense uh, just looked like trash. I mean, I thought they were good. I, maybe I haven't gotten the memo. I haven't been watching enough Josh Allen games. I just thought the, the whole thing about the bills was if Josh Allen gets a little better, They've got the defense, and and that's why they win games. And that's why I thought they were four and one coming into this thing. But we've never run on anyone like that. I've never seen a game that looked like that. So I actually think, even though the Jets are garbage, that shutout might be a little difficult. Uh, They are going to lose, though, and by more than 20 points.
2: For sure. You got to say, got to say, Bill's big. Um, I thought that was by design. I thought the bills were just like, all right, we're just, we're only rushing for, we're not trying any shit. We're just not going to let Mahomes go deep. We're just not going to allow it. But other teams have tried that.
0: And it just, it was just remarkably ineffective. We had three guys on the offensive line who were coming in as replacement players. Mitch Schwartz left in the first quarter, like basically immediately. So three new guys on the line and we're just plowing over dudes it was like it was the most fun i've no, ever had watching even. an offensive line do anything so it was the, the, the
1: most runs is- an andy reed team has ever attempted I mean, in a game but
2: then the, the jets just traded their lead back who's even play- is frank gore gonna kill him Dude, it's a flacco
1: gore qb running back combo which i think if you're thinking about it in terms of like an nba jam duo maybe the worst pairing
2: of all time. I mean, at this current juncture, absolutely. Getting them at their absolute lowest rating. How is Cap so not bad. playing for the Jets right now? Look, we got to move on, but, the, but I saw
0: at least a couple of field goal attempts from the Jets. They were both missed, but they were both from 50-plus. I think the Jets get a field goal in this game.
2: Oh, man. Fair. To answer your question.
0: Bills all around. Bills in general, but not a shutout.
1: (laughs) Danny with the the balls pick of the week. The the Jets will not be shut out. Panthers at Saints. Uh, We talked about it earlier. The Saints are wasting Jameis Winston. That's a crime to me. He should be playing on the Jets or on the Cowboys or somewhere where he can matter. We've been saying it all season. Um, Saints are coming off a bye. I like the Saints in this game. These teams bore me to death, not going to lie to you. A little bored by both these teams.
0: I'm excited for the return of Alvin Kamara to my fantasy team. That guy gets nothing but targets. He's just always in the play, always doing so. He terrifies people. And uh, the Panthers have kind of fallen apart a little bit. I think that they were sort of a couple-week fluke. But uh, I think the, you know this could be decently competitive because I really like Mike Davis. We got one more Mike Davis week. I think he can kind of switch cheese up the uh, the New Orleans defense a bit. So maybe they kind of shorten the game and keep it close. But yeah, I got to I gotta give it to the Saints. Let me ask you this, though, Jamel, as a segue into your
2: opinion on this game. Huh? Would you
0: take Jameis Winston as the quarterback of the Washington
2: football team? Uh, Yes, I would. I, I mean, at least the picks would be exciting. At least the picks would be in an attempt to drive the ball down the field. It wouldn't be a pick. On some dink and dunk shit that looks dumb. <clears throat> All right.
1: So who are you picking, Jamal Saints? Where's the game? This is in New Orleans Superdome.
2: Yeah, I'm. I've had enough of picking against the Saints. Saints, please. Uh, <clears throat> next up, we got Packers at
1: Texans. So we saw Aaron Rodgers do the key and peel dick thrust cock dance and then proceeded to put up a goose egg the rest of the game pretty good uh, the packers good faith and luck ran out they finally got figured out by the bucks defense he took you think a it was because hit of the cock dance or yeah. because the the
2: defense i think it was both were connected i think he was hurt pre cock dance and did it anyway just off adrenaline but he took a real weird little hit going into the end zone and I think that just led to an avalanche of problems.
0: Well, and also, you know, the, there are Native American cultures who believe that there are dances you can do that will upset the gods. And maybe that's what it was, because immediately after the next se- the next series was a For pick sure. six and then another pick after that. So obviously he his specific motions there angered some sort of uh, native Navajo deity and uh, caused them to tank the game. I, I really still like the Packers, though, especially in this game, because the Texans' defense, my God. My God, does that suck. I mean, Derek Henry, the one guy everybody's looking for, the one guy we all know the ball's going to, has an 80-plus yard run in every game, I think. He's in the backfield doing a wildcat. And they let him fucking stroll in, standing up to win the game. You thought he was going to, you thought that they were going to hand, they were going to hike the ball to Derrick Henry and he was going to shoot it over to fucking Ryan Tannehill in the corner. No, he's going to fucking run the ball, you motherfuckers. How the fuck do you not know that?
2: How does Romeo
0: Cornell not know that?
2: Hey,
1: man. Romeo was yelling it. He was like, watch Henry. Watch
0: Henry. So then it's the players. They just fucking blow. That's it. Uh, you know,
1: on the other side, Deshaun Watson, are we, are we worried about Deshaun Watson at all? Like, I remember coming in, he was the next Michael Jordan. I know his team and his coaching staffs have been ass. He played well. He came back from 14-0 and 21-7 deficits. He threw for 350 and four touchdowns. But
2: at some point,
1: like, what's going on,
2: dude? It's just a this is a rebuilding year. We've claimed once you let go of the coach, it's like, all right, we're starting from scratch. But don't we we get to start asking questions? When do we get to start asking questions? Ah, As long as he's putting up numbers like that, numbers that matter. These aren't. This isn't Andy Dalton's two touchdowns. He threw those. He threw those touchdowns in in the game when the game still mattered. When the game was still in the balance, which means he's still connected mentally.
1: Look, I'm with you. I think the guy's great. I want it I, but results are what this league is about and if you're about to go 2 and 14 there's some questions that are going to come up.
0: Well, you can't even tank if you're the Texans. If you tank the season, that pick goes straight to the Miami Dolphins. You really fucked yourself. I mean, everything that Bill O'Brien did was wrong. He left a giant crater in Houston.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, you, I mean
0: it, yeah, it could have been the greatest crater the Southwest has ever seen.
2: What are you? What are you doing trying to win now with a guy you just drafted? We all know how this works. It takes dudes a f- few years. Hey, they could. They could put something
0: together. You've got Deshaun Watson. That's great. He's got receivers. He needs another D Hop type, but he's got receivers. They've got a running back that, on paper, is fine. The, the line, they worked the fuck out of that. The offense is not the problem. They need something completely, radically different on defense, and they have absolutely no currency to use to get it.
1: we going Packers all across the board? Packers. Yeah, I think we have to. <clears throat> all right, next up, we got Browns at Bengals. Hey, Phil Rivers came from back down 21 against the Bengals. Enjoy your bye week, my bro. Enjoy your bye week.
2: Anyhay. Anyhay. Jesus.
0: I like that, actually. I was, I was yeah. ready to let that go. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is a one-sentence game. My one sentence is, why aren't we allowed to just say that Baker sucks? Why can't the announcers just say that? They always talk about how awesome he is. He sucks.
2: He's in too many progressive ads to do that right now.
0: But he's great in them. And, uh, you know, the one guy who will never be in an ad, but is going to dominate this game is Kareem Hunt. That dude's going to run for 200 yards. I've got him in my other league. I'm excited for this game for that reason and that reason alone.
2: Uh, yeah, Browns get gonna right. Brown, Browns, go Browns.
1: Brown, Browns, all around, rounds. Uh, we're not going to get into why Kareem Hunt won't be in commercials. Uh, you can go into the archives for some of that stuff. Yeah, you yeah, covered sure. it. In depth. Okay, next game, Lions at Falcons. It's a one sentence game.
2: Uh, hey, your son DeAndre Swift showed up, Jamel. Oh, I know. I saw it. It looked pretty good. I was very happy for the young man. This There's is a, a little bit of Lion
1: type going on. People are saying that their, their schedule softens up. They're a feisty two and three. You know who's not saying that? Me. I'm riding Radio Raheem one more week. Give me the Falcons.
2: Uh, I like where your head's at. The Falcons look pretty good. Julio, get the stretch. I think I'm going to say Falcons, too.
0: I didn't pick the Lions last week, and it tr- it turned out to be a pretty obvious pick to go with them, and it made me feel dumb because, of course, we're just victims to this you know, to to the biases that we've developed over the last few seasons of watching football, and the Lions suck is just an ingrained idea. At least in my mind, if the Lions are in a game, they're going to lose. Pat, Matt Patricia is terrible; he's going to get fired. Those things just aren't happening right now, and I think it's because of the Lions' defense, guys. I think the Lions' defense might be fine, and that is pretty big when you consider how bad the Falcons' defense is. So you got a Stafford versus Ryan game here. Sure, the Falcons' receivers are better, but the quarterback battle there, I mean, who's going to get those guys the ball? I'm going Lions. That's right. I'm surprising myself with this pick.
1: Oh, Detroit's in the house. It was hard (laughs) to even say it just now. You know what you can do between the 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. game? If you're fast about it, Danny,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what have you been doing the past few weeks between games? Well, I've
0: been betting. I've been betting not just among friends, not among my peers, not even on any other websites that are possibly filled with malware and odd Russian sources. We go to bet online here on this podcast, and the wait is finally over. Because a triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect. Many teams strutting their shit early. And the NBA Finals are here. And the MLB Playoffs are in full swing. And you might now be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. And I'm just now realizing that probably is supposed to say you might not be at a game this year, but fuck it, you might be at a game and you can still, still bet You Bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching, props, all that good, hard betting shit. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place. Any place. Online. I'll stake my mother's life on it. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code Armchair to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses and extra pluralized words that are misspelled in the copy. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Woohoo!
1: So, once you make a little bit of money from BetOnline. What's the sort of things that you like about Well,
0: listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Bwah, 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 Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of your holes. It's time to keep up your air, ear and nose hair Regiment, you want them looking nice as fuck,
2: just like your clean shaven pubes.
0: You guys, you guys have any problems with your hair? You got any nose hair?
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, I, my nose hair, like sometimes it gets tied into my mustache hair and it's kind of self braiding.
0: That's, I mean, th- that is a common problem, men's. Ear and nose hairs getting so long and so dirty that they end up dreadlocking themselves. You don't want that to happen. You got to get at it at the root. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, trademarked That's how good it is, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs inside your delicate holes. This premium manscaped weed whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Two fucking blades! It's intelligently contoured design, enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof. Can you believe that? You can get in the tub with this shit. And it makes it- Bro, I can't even believe you. You have to, because it makes it easy for operating and for cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. You can dig into every hole with hairs in it. You can make that your fucking afternoon. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That shit might hurt worse than nicking your nutsack. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds easy at a time and a time to look forward to. Delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you'll get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. And fellas, 79% of partners, sex partners, who were polled... Admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. You can't just have a fucking crazy mop going out of your nose and expect to get inside a woman's vagina. They don't like that. It's time to upgrade your manscaped routine with the weed whacker. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Rogue Theory. That's all one word. Rogue Theory. One word. All cap at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped for keeping our pubes and our whole hairs looking nice and get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Hey, we're giving it all to you. Your holes are fully protected by this podcast. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. When you use the code armchair, what are you waiting for? Go whack it all off with manscaped. Uh, next up,
1: 1 p.m. games. We finally get kind of a more balanced schedule. Uh, Seahawks at Cardinals, NFC West battle. Uh, I liked what I saw out of Kyler and crew. I know he missed some throws. I thought he was a little nervous early on. Throws. Yeah, he missed a lot of throws. But I liked everything I saw from that Cardinals team. That defense has some sort of stupid belief behind it. I know they're playing Andy Dalton, but I think it's going to carry over. I'm picking the Cardinals to upset the Seahawks this week.
0: That is crazy. I mean, Kyler is good. He can he can scamper. He's a fun little guy to watch. He's five nine. I'm five nine. I really like that. Uh, that said, though, I mean you're not gonna. Their defense? What the hell are you talking about? They come up strong against Andy Dalton and a bunch of demoralized, sad sacks who lost Zach Martin in the first half. I mean, of course, you're going to look a fucking amazing. You're going to look like the '85 Bears if you play that Cowboys team in that week. Uh, the St- the Seattle Seahawks are a legit Super Bowl contender. They're five and zero. It just feels like they get to around six and zero or five and one every year. Um, they're just good. You know, that's just – that's what the Cardinals are up against. And, uh, you know, Russell Wilson is like the leveled-up version of Kyler.
1: He is. He is everything Kyler wants to be in this league, and he does it better, and he's done it longer. Uh, I saw the Seahawks' last game struggle with the Vikings at home. Now they got to go to Arizona, coming off a bye. I know they're going to be a a bit more rested and healthy, but I like the Cardinals' team is playing – with a little bit of enthusiasm behind their asses. I like Vance
2: Joseph as a D coordinator. I'm just riding them. Give me the cards. Yeah, my little brother is uh, the, the biggest Buddha Baker fan I've ever seen. He is in love with this man. That being said, Seahawks, thank you. <laughs> I mean, Kyler did miss double the
0: throws that he completed. So
1: That's what I'm saying. Bad stuff. How about when he starts completing them? He got an easy game to just get right. That was his bye week. (laughs) All right, next up, we got Jags at Chargers. It's a one-sentence game. What do you even say? I mean, the Jags are just dog shit, right? They threw us off their scent by winning week one, but they're one of the worst teams.
2: Not a great uh, crew over there. Uh, The only thing that's good is the passing attack. Attack! They're fun. Isn't an attack? It's fun. Like Keelikau gets 130
0: yards. You know who? Who gives a fuck? It's just somebody out there yeah. is gonna get a bunch of tosses thrown to him while Gardner, Gardner Minshew scrambles around.
2: Yeah, I'm, I gotta go. I gotta say, bolts. Bolts finally get a get a dub. Go bolts! Yeah, they, it's so hard to pick the Chargers because even though they play well every week,
1: they just lose in heartbreaking they're, fashion. They're no another cursed. What
2: organization. It's been this way for years. We've talked about it. Yeah, I say Bolts. Less. I bought a a Chargers mask from Macy's Online to match my helmet. Go Bolts. Bolts up. But the Danny? Bolts
0: do end up winning five or six games by the end of the season. This will be one of them. Give me Herbie the
2: Love Bug. Woo. Yeah, I've been watching Manic. this weird Pac-12 channel. That's all. Dan? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Herbie probably shows up a few times on that
1: thing.
0: He was great. And he was great in that other game, too. I mean, through fucking He's good all season. He's been isn't? good. I don't like it for my division, but we're dominant, so whatever. Give me give me a guy who can play.
1: The Patriots are hosting the Niners. The Patriots are 2-3. and three. They have their first losing record through Week 5 since 2001. This is what I was getting at when we're talking about Bill Belichick reverting to just another coach. You know what he is? A terrible GM. Their first-round picks of late, Sony, Michelle, Camille, Henry, however you pronounce that guy's name. Nikhil. they their, their fucking offense is terrible. Julian Edelman is throwing multiple passes a game because they're just trying to make shit up on the fly. They have nothing going on.
0: We thought that they did have something going on with Cam Newton and it felt like it for a week. It fell apart last week, but the guy's coming off an injury, you know, he's whatever it kind of banged up. I mean, it's not really an injury, I guess it's COVID, but he could have COVID. You know, he could st- people have lingering symptoms, people talk about lung trouble for a while. Trump has some problems. I hear Melania, my wife just told me there's there's like some kind of rumors going around that Melania got way sicker. And that she's like canceling appearances now because she's yeah, just completely she's, fucked up. So she's not traveling. That shit can change a man. And, you know, Cam might not be the guy who he was in the first few weeks of the season pre-COVID, but I'll give him a week to get right, especially with that that evil Belichick shit. He could be concocting some kind of a potion out of the eyeballs of kids or something right now to make this all happen. And the Niners did just lose Raheem Mostert again.
1: Yeah, they're banged up. That was a nice win for them against the Rams. Um, It seemed like the Rams were unprepared. I don't know what happened. I know Jimmy G came back and he played a clean game. I wouldn't say it was impressive. They didn't ask him to do very much. You know, the the 49ers' play calling is very good, but I'm I'm going Patriots in this game. Um, I don't see Belichick losing back-to-back.
0: No, I, I'm Patriots. Also, I mean, the Rams game was good for the Niners, and they definitely looked all right. But that's just a case of those two teams being in the division, knowing each other. They don't play the Niners, or they don't play the the Patriots that often. And when you don't know what the Patriots are going to do, it's a huge disadvantage. You end up getting completely steamrolled by their defense.
2: Uh, Jamal I'm Jackson,
1: going. who are you picking?
2: Man, I'm going with the Niners, bro. I'm going with my guy Trent. Williams, and the Niners. Wow. Okay, next up, we got
1: Chiefs at Broncos. Broncos stunned the Patriots last week with six field goals. <laughs> and won 18-12 to 12 or some shit like that. Uh, the Chiefs, like we already talked about, just ran rampant all over the Bills. Sure the the Broncos might be slightly better than we thought, but uh this is a no contest for me. Give me the chiefs all day.
2: Yeah le chief
0: yeah, I mean, I you know my my fears about maybe a few interceptions here or there from digital Mahomes, notwithstanding Drew Locke was back, and he still didn't do anything. So I don't know what they're gonna do against an actually good. Chiefs pass defense so uh, yeah give me the Chiefs 6-1 and one, baby and then we got the Jets <laughs> Le'Veon he's coming back the chocolate diamond
2: oh my god I can't believe that's his name
0: well I mean look at it. Le'Veon I'm going to make this a thing Le'Veon is a jewelry company they advertise this thing called the chocolate diamond this is happening in Kansas City <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm sure he'll love that chocolate D.
0: Well, if it's racist, tell me now. Otherwise, I'm going to keep using it.
2: It's a little racist. I Damn think it. a little, some kind of kind of a touch. God. I right. see there's there's in a the wrong basis hands. It. In the wrong yeah. hands, it could go bad. It's funny when you do it, but it could go bad. <laughs> well, it might just be the
0: one time then. But just know that I'm thinking it whenever that guy breaks off a twenty-yard run.
1: Hey, that's fair. Uh, Bucks at Raiders is the Sunday night game. We get another. Vegas-hosted primetime game. Gruden is just slapped all over this season. We've seen him, I think, three times now in a primetime slot. Uh, On the other side, Rob Gronkowski's season has returned. I'm so glad he's back. Every time I see Gronk smiling on that screen,
2: I'm happy for him.
1: And it's nice to be able to root for him in Buccaneers' jersey as opposed to a Patriots uniform.
2: Uh, Yeah, it was most certainly a return to Gronk Beach. For your bitch ass. Uh, That being said, I am going with the Raiders. Wow, jackpot. Yeah, fuck it.
1: I have nothing to live for. One more uh, tremendous the Raiders, if you have one
2: in you. I mean, maybe. Hold on. I could try. I I think that last one wasn't good. Uh, Dan, uh, as it pertains to this game, I'm going with the Raiders.
1: I like that. A little more Berman-esque. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I had to get a little grizzly.
1: Oh, we're keeping both. People want to hear it.
2: Look,
0: I like the Tampa Bay game they had. I thought Brady was good, solid. The defense was insane. They got up for that Green Bay game. Brady wanted to show that he's not the bitch in the breakup, that he's not that he didn't lose that breakup, and that he's ahead of Belichick in the power rankings. But those power rankings go back and forth. They've been doing it all season already. One week, Belichick looks like he won it. Next week, Brady. This week, I'm picking Belichick. So I'm going to pick against Tom Brady, even though it disgusts me to the point Of acid reflux. I am taking the Raiders in this game. Yeah! Yes! Yes. I believe that Brady got all of his juice out all over Aaron Rodgers and he's going to have none left for Derek Carr. A disgusting
2: way to phrase that. That was nice Aichmanism.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm his tutor. I'm teaching him
2: how to throw these things in casually. This is the Gruden ball.
1: Gruden wins. Ooh, I forgot about that angle. This is the Gruden ball. This, this is a Gruden Super Bowl, Bowl rematch and a John Gruden, uh, fuck you, dick swinging match. That's right. Yeah, this is Easy. like
2: when Cassidy—it's Cassidy versus the Hustler. <laughs>
0: you that? I, was, I was just isn't he the older brother? Isn't John the oldest? Jay's the baby.
1: Jay's not even involved. I'm saying Gruden has coached both these teams.
0: The Gruden. I thought you were saying, I didn't, I oh, for a he's, moment he's, I blanked on who the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator was, and I thought, did those guys get Jay Gruden?
2: No, yeah, wrong trash bag Florida City. Cut it out. Yeah, wh- where, where's Jay Gruden right now? I think he's the OC for the Jags, or like quarterback coach or something. Whatever. Shit.
0: Look, I told people not to listen to me at the top of the show, that I don't know what I'm talking about.
2: That'll yeah. be proof of
0: it. But I do know, beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Raiders will win this game. I like Henry Ruggs. I thought he, he, they, they went deep on us, and it worked.
1: Wow. I'm going Bucks in that game. Bears at Rams is our Monday night game. Ooh, we have Dick Foles v. Jared Goff. Uh, you know where I'm going with this? Going to continue to ride... BDN. Let's go Bears. They're going to be 6-1 and one after this. I know everybody's saying they're a bad 5-1, and one, and that's true, but there's magic involved. That's what people don't understand with Nick Foles.
2: There's magic. You know who doesn't have magic? Jared Goff. Yeah, that's true, but he does have Aaron Donald. <laughs> Rams! Whoa! And he does have a guy who's even bigger and more cut
0: than Aaron Donald, and that is Sean McVay. As head coach. (laughs) And he is going to dissect this Bears defense in all the right ways. They're a very come-at-you kind of defense. They're better in the, uh, you know, they got Khalil Mack. They're better in the front than they are in the back. And uh, that's where the play-action shit tends to work. And you know, Shawnee McVay loves his play-action. And Jared Goff feels comfortable. When he's comfortable, he wins Rams.
2: Yeah it's it's a tight one it's a tight should be a tight one but i'm gonna say i have it. a
1: young girl's heart and i believe in magic and you guys hate fun is what i'm learning through this show enjoy rooting for the rams i'd love to see sean mcveigh's cartoon graphic though holy shit that thing would be bulging um okay
2: you've got mail
1: let's get to our mailbag uh the mail's piling up thanks for sending
2: it jamel grab an item this one comes from Studio City. It's uh it's Rodney Dangerfield writing to us from Studio City. Whoa. Uh, I don't know if it's the I'm gonna just start reading it. Uh hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, this is the Rodney you think it is. Rodney Dangerfield. Uh I am I alive? Absolutely. I've been faking my death for years. I've been faking my death since David Blaine. Uh, made his first nudie mag disappear. But but seriously, fellas, I'm a big fan of the show, and I actually uploaded my consciousness into Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. Uh, yeah, I used to babysit him when he was little. Who knew it would come to this? Uh, and, and me and him don't get no respect. I've actually been coaching since back to school. I was, a, a, I was on the staff at University of Wisconsin. We went three and nine that year. I haven't seen a badger suck that much dick since I partied at Richard Scary's house. <laughs> it's way different than in the books, let me tell you. Uh, point is, the Bears defense deserves some respect, and I am a part of it. And I wrote to you guys because I'm sick of not getting my due. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, RIP to Dangerfield's, the, the club in New York City, by the way. No. Shut down. Shut down Rest for in hell. That's terrible.
0: Yeah, that place is <laughs> fucking. <laughs>
2: It's gone. Sorry, terrible Danny, club.
0: Up. Oh my god! You're... Ooh,
2: Danny had Sorry, Danny. a flashback. That was PTSD. Sight yeah. of
0: more bombs than Syria. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're all in the danger field zone now. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, I think uh, he's absolutely inhabiting Mike Pagano's body. I told you magic was involved with that team, and why That's would true. this be any different? This is.
2: I feel bad picking against him, but you know, hey.
1: God, the guy even he's wrote to yeah, He's got a point.
2: He's got a point. The, the Bears defense deserves a lot of credit for this 5-1 and season they're having. Almost all of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to grab
1: a, a, a quick piece of mail here. It's a, from my dog, Joey. It says, hello, Daniel. It's your dog, Joey. I write you today because I'd like for you to stop blaming me. For your sports woes. It pains me greatly to see you in such dismay. I have nothing to do with the Philadelphia Eagles, yet you act as though I orchestrate their failures. Biting your shoes no longer gets your attention, therefore I turn to the written word, signed with a paw print, Joey the dog.
2: Whoa. Your dog is very well written. Uh
1: well it's true. I do shout at her and threaten to take her to the pound if we lose. And we lose every week and I don't take her. So it's a bunch of empty threats. And what
2: are you gonna do?
0: I also like that she signed with a paw print, but the rest was in plain English. Does she not have a signature? Or or can you read paw print
2: calligraphy? I mean, that's just how dog yeah, that's how dogs do it, I think. And Dan can read dog.
1: She's six months old. She's just still getting to learn uh, handwriting skills. Sure. Um, Danny, do you have a letter?
0: I do. And I picked this one. I know we're not supposed to reach into the bag before the show starts. We're supposed to make it random. But I saw this one. It was addressed to me. It was at the bottom of the bag where I, you know I you like it. it. Yeah. So I just had to grab it. Um, and it, it is a lot to do with the viewing experience, same as you. Uh, so this is from Ron Torbert. Head referee. Hey guys, love the show. Wanted to write in to let Danny know that everything he screamed at the TV while watching me and my crew officiate the Chiefs-Bills game was 100% correct. We did have an agenda against the Chiefs from the beginning, as evidenced by all those bullshit holding and P.I. calls on critical third downs that handed the Bills their only touchdowns. When we refused to even check the measurement on a crucial third down run, Danny was absolutely right to call me a micro-dick hunk of donkey shit. The truth is I do have a micro-penis, and it's time I came clean about it. And it's also true, as Danny correctly guessed, that the mob has my child hostage and was purposefully trying to give the game away to the Bills in order to spare his life. Unfortunately, the Chiefs are so damn good They overcame all the adversity we threw their way and won the game. I'm headed now to my son's funeral. But I had to quickly write to Danny to tell him how sorry I truly am. Signed, Ron Torbert. Hey, thanks, Ron. And go fuck yourself and your fucking (laughs) dead-ass son.
2: Whoa! Unexpected! Uh. (laughs) Hey! (laughs)
1: Man, the guy writes into the show and that's the thanks he gets?
2: Yeah, he just laid it all on the line for you, dude. Look, sometimes,
0: you know, you don't want to accept an apology. And I think this is totally justified, the way they (laughs) officiated that game. Give me a fucking break.
1: All right, let's get into our final thoughts for the week. Uh, My final thought is, look, COVID-19 isn't going away. And neither is the NFL's issue with it. Uh, You know, the Falcons shut down their facility last week. Uh, They had a D lineman test positive. The Patriots shut down. We had three players from three different teams land on the COVID-19 list this past Friday and miss the games. They weren't marquee players, but it happened. Um, There's new positives every week. We had the Titans with their weird situation, Cam Newton's positive test. Basically, this is going to be a season long problem. I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think, The Monday and Tuesday nights are going to be a dumping ground for all this rescheduling. And we're going to get a lot more random football played on weird nights. And in some ways, that's a positive. But, uh, you know, it's going to be strange. The Super Bowl is probably even going to move. There's going to be like 19 weeks. It's a weird year. Let's always remember that throughout the season. Jamel, final thought.
2: Uh, My final thought is something that was left in the group chat by, I assume, both of you. Uh, Jeffrey Toobin of The New Yorker uh, was relieved of his duties for getting caught masturbating on a Zoom. Uh, OJ Simpson decided to go on Twitter and make a joke, have a couple laughs at this man's expense, and the internet decided to remind him that, he allegedly killed his wife i say one hey look man if oj can't make fun of a guy for jerking off on a computer what can any of us do is oj not allowed to laugh is that what you get is that what happened when he lost the civil suit is that he can't laugh Second off, it reminded me that I forgot I had a really good joke about uh, accidentally jerking off on a webcam. This happened to me uh, in 2011. The stakes were very low. I was talking to a girl on Skype and forgot that I didn't hang up. Totally yanked it, went back to the screen, and all I saw was her shocked and disgusted face. Uh, That's just a little, little tale from me to you.
0: That would be a great "How I Met Your Mother" story. Trailblazer. <laughs> I mean, Jamel, I think you did um, cut the number of people O.J. murdered by half. He actually did oh, murder yeah, two sure. human beings. Oh and, yeah,
2: I forgot he got the he got old boy. At and
0: point. he has a per- personal axe to grind with Jeffrey Tubin, who appears very often on his on the O.J. Made in America documentary. He was one of the guys who originally wrote about the case, so he personally doesn't like Jeffrey Tubin.
2: Oh, that game gets extra laps.
0: I mean look, maybe we're maybe we're starting to grow into a place where we forgive OJ Simpson. Uh I don't know. I'm not quite there, but I do like laughing at Jeffrey Tubin jerking off. It's a crazy world. You know, lots of hard choices to make. Absolutely. Uh my final thought. I just want to give I want to give a shout out to something that is Jets positive, which is I don't know if anybody saw this. It's a highlight that may have gone under the radar because it's the Jets, but they they had an ass pick. Did you guys see this ass pick? A guy caught an intercept. Marcus May, safety for the Jets, got an interception off of his ass. He caught the ball hand to butt and corralled it using his own cheeks. It's an echo of the butt fumble, but in the opposite to to the Jets credit. And it's you know, maybe we want to make fun of the Jets for being the worst team of all time. God knows I love it, but do yourselves a favor. look for this sphincterception on the internet. Enjoy it, and just give a little give a little bit more love to New York. It could use it.
2: Damn, to the tri-state area we're we're sorry. Uh, I'm sorry.
0: Very sorry, everyone again.